Welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. This is a show where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and business owners, and we talk about their brands and entrepreneurship journeys. Let's get into this episode. What's going on, guys? So if you're looking to keep up with the Black Wolf Media podcast and everything that's going on, go ahead and sign up for our weekly newsletter at blackwolfmedia.substack.com. Again, that's blackwolfmedia.substack.com. Peace. How you doing, Tiffany? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear. I'm sorry. Awesome. I, I just noticed that you hadn't sent me the link. I looked over the questions and I'm like, wait, no link. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. All right. Um, you ready to get started? I am. So is this going to be videotaped as well? No, this is just be audio. Okay, good. All right. Cool, cool. All right, guys, welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I got a special guest, guys. Her name is Tiffany Ford, a.k.a. the Small Business Guru. Tiffany, how you doing? And can you tell the people, you know, what you do and a little bit about yourself? Yes, yes, yes. Hi, how are you, everyone? My name, like Adrian said, is Tiffany Ford, and I am a small business guru. Um, I am based out of Philadelphia. I started with just operating childcare facilities in Philadelphia and I've grown tremendously and I'm just looking to help other people do the same thing with whatever their vision is. Mine was childcare and performing arts, but other people have visions of opening up hair salons. They have visions of opening, opening up uh, construction companies, whatever it may be. You know, my goal is just to lay the foundation for them and to get them on the right track. Awesome. Awesome. So my first question to you, Tiffany, um, like, do you so do you basically work with like you work in all types of industries? So my primary industry is child care, arts and education and real estate. However, I have experienced. So it really depends on client comes to me and says they need a need with um for example just last week I and really just assisting a person with everything from the basic paperwork of the llc getting process understanding what and how to meet those expectations um and my, nine times out of ten most of the businesses i'm dealing with are in philadelphia um i am well versed in the process so a lot of the times it does switch over when you're going from county to county but the processes are still very much similar yeah okay so like what would you say is your favorite industry to work in well i would have to um only because it's of course what i'm most familiar with um but i switch not only because of my love for children and education i enjoy it because i come into contact so many families, um, and I have a love for just helping families. Courses and how this, you know what I mean? Trying to get what, how 
so the things that are out here for us. my primary focus and what I am focusing about, but then I also have a strong passion for business development, especially in our African-American communities um, and really embracing entrepreneurship and doing it correctly from the beginning instead of trying to go backwards and um, fix things that don't need to be fixed. We could have just did it right from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Now, now take us back. What were you doing before um, you became the small business guru? (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I I began my business in 2007, um, and it really just became a thing for me. I was about to have my daughter, um, and I knew that traditional nine to five was not going to work for what I wanted to do and what I wanted to my child. I decided to open my own childcare facility. Nine times out of ten. My daughter, um, but I also again had the urge to just help others. So yes, I was doing um, social work before I started my business. I had majored in education before I started my business, and then once I started my business, I went back to school for my master's in psychology. Um, and a lot of people always ask, "Well, why didn't you go to school for business?" And I'll tell you, simply this. I felt like the, what this I learned um, from all my human service years of training would be more beneficial to me. Um, to understand how to work with people, take care of the and really understand business. Um, that before I actually got started with business. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's, it's interesting that you um, you mentioned, you know, child care, because my mother-in-law, she actually has her own daycare. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things I know is that they have like a lot of rules and, you know, they always like there's always something new. And I know sometimes it makes like child care facility owners like it stresses them out because, you know, yeah. I've even heard them say, uh they make you not want to like run a daycare or like open a daycare. You know, how, how do you feel about that? I totally agree. I think that there are definitely a lot of rules um, that are in place. But one thing that I have learned uh, just over my course, I've used this method, not just for daycare, for any business that I start, um, is the power of delegation. You know, a lot of the yeah. times childcare owners want a lot by themselves because we know how important the rules are and how it affects our livelihood. In actual just take the time. And to see things the way we think, it makes our job a lot easier. So when I have staff come into my center, I'm at the point where I have about 35 staff, right? Yeah. When I have staff come into my center, um, I make sure that they understand what the big picture is. Training is key because I can't do it on my own. You know what I mean? So it's really important that we take the time to train our people so that you are able to meet those policies and those regulations without it all being on you. Yeah. 
Okay. That's awesome. So like, would you, you know, to have, you know, your, your facility run the way it should, would you say it's mainly like the type of staff that you hire? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, it's so crazy because when I first started, it was like, you know, you kind of got to take who you can get, you know, if it's family, if it's friends that are willing to help, I understand that everything has a starting point, but as you start to grow within any business, not just childcare, it's really important that you are starting to hire people that really have a love and genuine interest for what it is that you're doing. So now, you know, I can't just hire anybody. I have to make sure that I have people that have previous experience in education and previous experience in childcare. Um, Very rarely do I hire, you know, somebody that is unexperienced. However, there are times when you may find that one person that says, hey, look, I really want to do this. I just need an opportunity. And they present, you know, as if it's something that they're genuinely interested in. Then I may take a chance or I may take a risk. But yeah. it is definitely a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in the beginning when you were doing this process of, like, hiring people um, compared to now, yeah. was it more stressful then or is it more stressful now? It was definitely more stressful then. Yeah. Just because my expectations were not as clear as they are now. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what I'm looking for. And I'm able to now communicate that effectively with the people that work with me. Um, and there's also systems that have been put in place to hold people accountable for the things that they say they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and open communication as well. Open communication is, a, is key. Making sure that you're meeting with your team regularly to address their needs. And you can and them for for them to address yours as well. Yeah. So all of that has made it a little easier. Um, but these are all things that you learn along the way. You know, when you're a small business owner, having a staff sometimes seems um, far away. It doesn't seem yeah. like something that's possible. But a lot of times when you start hiring, you'll find that your vision will start growing. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um. I want you to kind of like take me back again and like, did you ever, you know, when it came to like being in daycare, um, when was that first moment where you, you said that, okay, entrepreneurship is the way I want to go. Like, take me back to that first moment. How were you feeling in that moment? Oh, wow. Yeah. So I can specifically recall, I want to say it was about 2020 um and we received our first contract um with the city of philadelphia philadelphia pre-k program um i don't know if you're familiar with the program or not but it's a quality education program uh for children in the city of philadelphia but what it is is a contract between you the provider and the city to provide quality child care to students within our community yeah But what it does is that it provides the funding for us to be able to hire the staff that we need, rather the staff that we sometimes want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So when I saw this program came in and actually, because we now had the income to to hire the people that we needed, um, this program took my, my vision to another level because now I had the resources that I needed. When I saw the children learning 
and just retaining information and actually being able to assess what they were learning. That's when I knew that this is this is exactly what I need to be doing. Yes. I need to stay here. I don't need to give up because granted, there's plenty of times where you're like, oh my God, how am I going to make it tomorrow? You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with the staffing crisis and things like that. But it makes it all worthwhile in the end. It really does. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So my next question is, you know, there are facilities that are three stars, four stars, and even five stars. Yes. And so my question to you is like, what's the criteria, you know, for childcare facility owners that, you know, might that want to get their facility? What's good, everyone? If you guys are enjoying this show, please be sure to share this with a friend, family member, or coworker, and leave a five-star review. Now back to this episode. Peace. Billy, to that five stars, what's the criteria to meet that? Well, the number one thing that nine times out of ten, any star system, and of course, different states have different systems. So in our state, in Pennsylvania, it's called Keystone Stars. In New Jersey, it may be called something else. In Delaware, it may be some, called something else. But the goal is to continue to increase quality. Just as we stated before, staffing equals quality. Yeah. So staffing and education are the major keys and components that are looked at when star levels are, um, are decided upon. Also, interactions with children. Um, whether or not the interactions are positive, whether or not they're age appropriate, whether or not they are following a state-approved curriculum, not one that we created, you know what I mean? Not saying that create creative curriculums or things that we create is not beneficial, because it is, yeah. but they have to be based off of research and assessment. So mm. all of those things must be Im- implemented within your school in order for you to get those star systems. But in order for your staff to understand them, they too have to be trained because a lot of the times in childcare, it's not mandatory that all staff have a college degree. They may have a certain certificate saying they're able to work with children, but it's not always mandatory that all staff have a college degree. A lot of the times your uh, assistant teachers only have a high school diploma, but they have training that um, coincides with, you know, child development. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Another question I want to ask you is, like, just kind of to shift the conversation a little bit. When did, you know, when did you become the small business group? Mm. I realized I was the small biz guru when people were calling and asking me for advice on how to start their businesses. Mm. How do I make these decisions? What should I do in this situation? And I was like, oh, wait. This is a thing. They really calling me. You know, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you don't realize that people are watching your journey. Yeah. Um, until you really become that source of authority on it. And I realized that, and it, it was just recently, I want to say within the last three years, but I am a, a, a person of authority in this area. Um, I have yeah. experience, um, lots of experience, a wealth of knowledge, and I am willing to give it away or yeah. give a lot of people hold on to information I don't want to hold on to information. I want to get yeah. it out of my head. And then I want to see. And see, I'm a little egotistical, too. It's kind of crazy because I like to see if what I thought was going to work was actually going to work. 
So yeah. um, when you come to me with a project, I'm treating it as if it's my own as well because I'm just as invested in it as you. Yeah. And that's that's solid. I, I think, you know, I think that's that that could be another thing that people love about you. Yeah. Like when you're treating their work like it's your work, you know what for I'm saying? Sure. It just makes it easier for them. For sure. Okay. For sure. For sure. Um, okay. So like, you know, when it comes to starting a small and running it successfully, what kind of advice would you give for people that want to take that, you know, they want to go down that road? Okay. The first thing I would say is start small and scale up. Um, stay focused on whatever the vision or mission of your company is. It's so easy to divert because a lot of the times when you're throwing ideas in the air um, to your friends and to your family, they have their idea of what they want your vision to look like. But your vision may be totally separate. So whatever that is, whatever you want it to be, make sure you stick to it. There's plenty of times where people throw ideas in my head and they're like, okay, you should do this. You should do that. But me personally, I know that I'm not ready for that. So I write it down and I put it in a book and I leave it there until I'm ready for it and I'm ready to receive it. So don't allow people to force anything on you that you're not ready for. And uh, another thing is social media. While it's such a gift and it's great advertising for businesses, it's also a curse. For business, yeah. because a lot of the times we find ourselves trying to duplicate or replicate what we're doing versus staying in our own lane. So staying in your own lane is definitely key when you're trying to build a business. Okay, solid, mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. So my next question is, um, when it comes to like, when it comes to other industries, like let's say like real estate. Right. Mm-hmm. How does one, you know, step into that industry and, you know, what are different like what are different avenues they could take as far as starting a small business? Sure. Well, in any type of business, whether it's real estate, uh, hair styling, whatever it is that you're going to be doing, I would absolutely say find a mentor. Mm. Uh, that would be the first thing that I would be looking for. Find a yeah. mentor. Um, and it does take time. And it may be trial and error, too. I I remember I started, you know, I had a mentor, but it turned out that once I signed up with this mentor, I actually learned more about what not to do than what to do. So, mm. I mean, and you have to be open-minded. And, and that yeah. is something that I've always been, you know, I'm not looking at this person like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. No, I'm actually learning from a different angle. Now I'm looking at some of the things that I probably would have done different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm taking the time to ask, well, why did you do it this way? Please explain that to me. And if it works for me, it works for me. It doesn't mean that I'm going to replicate everything that they do, but at least I can understand the mindset of a person right. in business. So finding yeah. a mentor is the first thing. The second thing is enrolling yourself in some type of course. The great thing, again, about social media is now we have people on social media selling this information. So while I don't think that all of the courses that everyone is selling and promoting online are beneficial. I do think that there are a handful out there that are very beneficial, but it's going to take you to do the time and research to find out, is this something that I can use so that you're not wasting your money? Yeah. And then the third thing is finding out who your core team is going to be from the beginning. 
don't walk into a business saying I'm going to do this by myself from the beginning because honestly, you're slowing your process down. So go ahead and find out who your core team is going to be. Find out how you're going to pay them for this service that they provide to you, whether it's bartering, because it doesn't always have to be money, whether it's um, exchanging money, what, whatever that is. Starting out finding a team is always great, even if it's just two people that can assist you. You know what I yeah. mean? Make okay. sure that when you start, you have that money to the side, if it is money, to pay them, you know? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, another question I want to ask you, like, since becoming an entrepreneur um, full time, mm-hmm. you know, what would you say three things? What would you say, you know, have been three things that you've learned about yourself? <laughs> I have learned that <laughs> I'm almost scared to say. <laughs> 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 I have learned that when I put my mind to something, and my mind is made up, it's made up. Yeah. Um, there's not really too many things that can come in and sway my decision. Um, it, but I have learned that I need to slow down sometimes so that I'm able to effectively communicate what it is that's in my mind to the people that I'm working with. Yeah. And, and that took a long time to realize how to do that um, when it's necessary and... From that, I've learned that I communicate best with my staff, honestly, through video tutorials. I do a lot of tutorials for my staff just so that it's not like killing me on time. A lot of times I was overwhelmed by training people because of the time that it takes. So I have to figure out a way to get this information out repetitively without killing my own time and my own, and you know, my own passion too. Because sometimes when yeah. you think you're teaching somebody and they're not picking it up, you become kind of, you know, you become disheartened a little bit. So in yeah. my in my mind, these videos did a lot for me. Um, learning how to communicate effectively was definitely something I needed to work on. And then the last piece of the puzzle is patience. I think I have a lot of patience. I didn't realize I had as much patience as I do. Um, just because like, sometimes my staff will be like, well, how do you do that? Like, how do you stay so calm? How do you just make these decisions? Um, and a lot of it has to do with my patience. My patience level for people is there. So yeah. um, I'm very thankful for that because I do think it's a gift. Um, and it's a gift that su- serves me well in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. So um, so my last question to you is, you know, let's say people want to get in touch with you. Um, whether it be through email or social media, how can they contact you? Oh, great. I, well, I really enjoy um, social media. <laughs> um, social media is the best way to reach me, probably the fastest way to reach me. And you can reach me by just visiting my Instagram page, which is Tiffany underscore the small biz guru on Instagram. Or you can follow me on Facebook with the same tag as Tiffany underscore the small biz guru. And then if you're not getting me on there, feel free to email me at Tiffany, the small biz guru. I'm sorry. It's info dot Tiffany, the small biz guru at gmail.com. All right. Awesome. Uh, Tiffany, thank you for giving me this opportunity to interview you. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Um, so before we go, Tiffany, would you mind um, leaving the listeners with a nice message? Yeah. Listen, if you are thinking about pursuing entrepreneurship, 
the number one thing I want to tell you is yes, you can. You can do it. You can do this. You can make it will take patience. A lot of it's not for everyone. It's not for a faint heart. But if you're people or you need some guidance, reach out to me. I'm here for you. Um, I would love to help you with your project. My rates are extremely reasonable, and I think that I could provide an awesome service for you. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Solid message from Tiffany Ford, the small biz guru. Man, yeah. I hope you guys were able to get some value from this. Um, she definitely dropped a lot of gems. And, guys, uh, don't be afraid to contact her, especially if you want to start that business, man. Go ahead and start that business. But again, guys, I'm your host, Adrian Evans, and I have Tiffany Ford, the small biz guru, and we're going to get up out of here, guys. Peace. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. No problem. Thank you. No problem. All right, guys, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for sticking around. If you guys really enjoyed this show, please leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, family member, or coworker. And if you guys have any suggestions as far as what to talk about on the show and who to review, please email us at blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Again, our email is blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Until next time.